Are you struggling with addiction or alcohol problems? If you're depressed, drinking, and using drugs, you may need help. And the Affordable Care Act guarantees coverage of substance abuse. I knew I could get myself out of this. I just needed some hope and some help. I took the first step to recovery when I made the call. Call the Addiction Hope and Helpline now for a free assessment with someone who cares. Call 800-854-1055. I feel like I'm losing control. I'm afraid I'll lose my job or even my family. Call now for hope and help with proven gentle recovery programs. I never thought that I could be somebody who didn't drink and use drugs. I'm in recovery, getting the help I need. Call the Addiction Hope and Helpline now for a free assessment with someone who cares. Call 800-854-1055-800-854-1055-800-854-1055. The following is a live copyrighted presentation. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time now for RadioLawTalk.com with your host, Frederick Penny, attorney at law. And now, RadioLawTalk.com. Welcome. It's the first day of August 2020. We are excited to be here today. I'm Frederick Penny, your host with Todd Kunin and our illustrious producer, three-time uh, Emmy Award nominee, but never a winner, Cal Hunter. We have Denise Dirks gone today. What, she what, 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 wait. What, what? Denise is gone? Denise is gone. I, I'm not, I, I have no, some, something, she's got, know. what is it? So, something, someone with kids or your daughter I think or her daughter's like wedding. Yeah. Oh, oh come on. Oh, a daughter A, a nationally syndicated radio show. Or go watch two people stand there, say I do, and smooch. Oh, come on, really? It's, oh. it's not like we don't have video cameras, film, right? and all this. We could zoom just it. Such an Stream it. Zoom it. We yes. could zoom it straight from it. And you know what it reminds me of, Cal? You know what it reminds you of? It reminds me of Chris Rodriguez. Oh, oh who? The guy that used to, those of you who don't know, he used to be a host here. He is a Harvard grad. Rodriguez is gone again. Yeah, Rodriguez. It's like a, a Harvard grad. I can't be bothered uh, to be uh, on your little show. Little show. <laughs> and, and he's, you know what? He's a blue collar guy that grew up in a blue collar, you know, Farm farming area. community, yeah, yeah. just like us, blue collar people. But he's a Harvard guy now. And you know what? I asked him one time. You know, here's the deal. This is an apportionment. We're growing. It's booming. Why are you not? What's the deal? And he, some stupid excuse like uh, uh, family. Oh, whatever. Uh, you know, or, How many or, days are there in a week? Come on, people. To, <laughs> something about I, I gotta go to my kids' soccer and see all my family. I, I've all I've missed all my kids' soccer and my kids' baseball. You know, I played soccer. Soccer, really? I played soccer mm, yeah. when I was a kid. I played every season. I have a vague memory of it even occurring. I certainly don't recall my parents ever being there, probably because they weren't very often. <laughs> but I don't recall.
call much of it. And you know what? I still love them, and everything is going fine. You yeah. know what? All I got to say is they're just not committed like us. They I are mean, not. Rodriguez would rather be with his family and his children. Uh, Denise is at some wedding of a daughter. Did or we, this is what Chris says. We have no yeah. way of confirming that. They're... Did we check his diploma? Was it Harvard or Harvard with two A's after the V? You know, just well, to make sure. The H is silent. Yes. <laughs> oh, it Harvard. was Arv- Harvard. 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 Okay. No, he he really is Harvard a University. Harvard attorney. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. yeah, he's a Harvard grad. Harvard grad. Harvard grad. Harvard. And he, but Harvard. he's just too good for us. So all we've got left, those of you out there in Radio Land, is the three amigos here, uh, three stooges, the peanut uh, three musketeers. Uh, but I think it's more like the three little pigs. So uh, you've got us here. Hear no evil, say no evil, you, you, speak a lot. We yeah. are just a fun group. <laughs> it, it, it's going off the rails today. You will be entertained more than learn something today because Denise is not here to keep us. And now, if we could take a picture. I wish you what, could. Look, what I mean, Denise is not here. Todd, explain so, what is right in front of us. So here is the spread. You can oh. get it there. That's the uh, the bag of peanut M&Ms. Because you've got to have protein with your candy. Family yeah, yeah. size. Yeah, yeah, what there. else we got? And then we've got, see, uh, who the heck brought in corn nuts, Chex Mix, oh. and uh, let's see, we got party size munchies. That's called, they're called munchies. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, yeah, uh-huh. we're we're good to go. I got my. In light of all the sugar, I do have my diet coke next to me. <laughs> Thank goodness. Because you know. <laughs> well, we are going to do a show. Uh, I to think keep so. Because. Eight five five Law Radio. Eight five 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 two nine seven two three four. Eight five 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 two nine seven two three four. Remember, we're not giving legal advice. We're talking about general topics of law. Uh, seek local counsel. Let me read to you. Wait, Todd, is that hamburger juice running down the side of the diet soda there? I'm just trying to check and see. Uh, I, I have no idea what you're oh, talking man. about. Wait, Although sorry. the sugar content may explain why I usually crash at about 1 p.m. after the show is done. <laughs> but you know what? We we have a ton of topics we're going to talk yeah, about. But 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 before we get to those topics, again, uh, by the way, we have to... You know, uh, get get ready with the big bomb or the sad. It's this is a sad one, Cal. Oh no, oh no is what? We are on all types of social media, including what, Todd? Well, we're on. For, we for, were on for, for the next few for the next few hours at least. We are on TikTok. TikTok. <laughs> TikTok's going in flames. I heard, and that's sad because I am a verified 600,000 follower TikToker. And that's going down in flames, Cal. Not, not that you care, but no. But Microsoft's going to buy it. I wish they would. Well, I wish yeah, they, they would. I, the, so the latest that I saw was that Microsoft was in talks. Uh, let's see, discussions between the White House and TikTok, who's trying to help mediate all of this, kind of broke down last night because right. TikTok insisted on maintaining a minority share. Uh, the, I mean, the, not, the, the, the Chinese the, company. The Chinese company yeah. insisted on maintaining a minority share And the president TikTok. said that is a non-starter. Yeah, that is no. not going to happen. You, you're yeah. going to sell it? You're going to sell it. And uh, oh. so, and, and then the idea here is I don't think it'll be gone very long because it is valuable that with the number of people that follow. That is a hot commodity. So 80 million out of, out of the United States? Exactly. And so if it, if, it, if it goes bust with Microsoft, if they can't do it, there are others lining up to buy. But in a related story that's not really related, Rite, Rite Aid or CVS, one of the two, was using facial recognition software and cameras in about 200 of their stores that were owned and operated by a Chinese firm. So all of the data went to this Chinese company, all the faces, everything they collected on everybody. So I think the government is probably correct in 
looking out for, or at least putting the veneer right. on, pretending right. to look out for our security, because clearly it is an issue. But it is. Yeah. They have 1,500 employees, and they're expecting up to 10,000. 15,000, yeah. They yeah, well, 15, up to 15,000 within yeah. the next three years. The, the, yeah. the only one that I'm hoping doesn't buy it. Who was it that bought Vine? I think, yeah, I think they, Twitter, Twitter bought, and they twi- Twitter it. bought Vine. They had all these people were all over the place in Vine. They Twitter bought it, shut it down. It's right. like, okay, just hope Twitter doesn't buy TikTok. Wow. <laughs> but, but you know, knowing that Microsoft has my data doesn't exactly fill me with confidence. Let's be frank about that. Uh, uh, why? Why? <laughs> I, I don't know. We did get a we we got an email. Let me tell you, I'm gonna do a shout out for Brett uh, Epperson. He is an owner and general manager of a number of stations. Uh, that do carry us, and he sent me a really nice note, and this is a quote, and I'm going to thank Brett Epperson, and I'm just I'm throwing him out there. We're nationwide. He just he's just covers a, a few of all our, our affiliates. He's, he's a few of our affiliates, and I don't want to list them all because I don't, I don't know that all of them are, are, uh, cover us, but he said, Frederick, thank you and the crew make this show very entertaining and informative. And th- this guy did not have to email this to me. He said, lots of sidebars, interesting cases, personal life stories, great dissecting work. I should have signed up sooner. That's the one I like. That's right. You should have signed up sooner. <laughs> Brent, and, but actually, I like Brent. Um, we, we text back and forth. I should have signed up sooner. The experience level shows for both on air and legal thoughts. I think he's talking about one person only, not the three of us. I think he's talking about Denise. Denise. Probably. Clearly, yeah. Yeah, clearly, it's almost yeah, like I'm listening to a well-prepared and informed people and not attorneys. However, being credentialed is a big plus. Thanks, well, Fred. In other words, most attorneys are not well-informed or well-prepared. Yeah, they're just a bunch <laughs> of idiots. So he is right. Hey, we're going to have a case or no case. We're going to talk about uh, Epstein's lawyer. We're not going to say who it is, uh, the Epstein who has passed has something to say, and uh, we're going to talk about that. Uh, Epstein's documents are released in the Maxwell case. That's very interesting what's released. We're going to talk about a Massachusetts judge facing conspiracy... what theories the, or, uh, charges charges uh, yes. charges is the word theories uh, yeah whatever <laughs> jfk man <laughs> <laughs> boston marathon bomber we're talking about him a twitter twitter issues uh tiktok even though they might go away they're being sued still uh we've got nike we've got a lot of lot of topics that we're going to talk about but you have the three little pigs here join us <laughs> next uh segment Call us 855-LAW-RADIO. We will be back with some fun. Oink, oink. (laughs) This is Radio Law Talk. If you stay there, the show will continue momentarily. We thank you for being with us today. All advertising for legal services on Radio Law Talk is strictly for the state or states in which the advertiser is licensed. For more information, go to radiolawtalk.com. Concussion Medical Clinic knows active people run the risk of the concussion. Soccer, football, even a simple fall can lead to a brain injury. Concussion Medical Clinic can test you before you start a sports program so they can have a baseline and more quickly diagnose a concussion should one occur. They also offer expert witness services if you're involved in a concussion case, and their specialty is the treatment of concussion. So if you have suffered a concussion and want the best concussion care available, give Concussion Medical Clinic a call. 916-259-4043. 916-259-4043. Concussion Medical Clinic. 
Jason Ross back here with Fred Penny, managing attorney from Penny & Associates Injury Lawyers. Now, Fred, what type of cases are you dealing with now, and what sets you apart? Jason, we help people with all types of personal injury cases. We're former insurance company trial lawyers. We understand the other side, which gives us a distinct advantage over our competition. Remember, we don't get paid unless we win. That's Penny & Associates Injury Lawyers with locations throughout California. For a free consultation, go to pennylawyers.com or give them a call 1-800-616-4LAW. That's P-E-N-N-E-Y lawyers.com. This is Denise Dirks. We can represent clients in divorce, legal separation, child and spousal support, custody, termination of parental rights, step-parent adoptions, guardianships, and even conservatorship matters. Call 1-877-886-7186 for a consultation. The law offices of Denise L. Dirks provide family law services in Northern California. When the law affects your family, call 877-886-7186. The family of attorneys at Denise L. Dirks is here to help. Hi, I'm Frederick Penny of Penny & Associates Injury Lawyers. I bet you're tired of hearing lawyer commercials. So just relax and listen to music for a few seconds. When you or a family member has been injured, call 800-616-4LAW or see us at pennyandassociates.com. See, that wasn't so bad. If you are trying to quit drinking or doing too many drugs, listen to me. You don't know me and we'll never meet. I had a problem like you once. I drank and used to party a little too much till it got out of control and almost ruined my life. I realized I needed help to fix my problem before it totally destroyed me. If you've tried to fix your drinking and drug problem and you know you can't do it alone, you need to call the National Treatment Advisors. They'll immerse you into a 30-day program to replace your old habits with new habits and totally change your life. And if you have PPO, private health insurance, the entire program may be covered. Fix your problem right now before it gets any worse. Get clean. Call now and learn more. 800-296-1252. 
from All Good and Cookville, Tennessee. Welcome. We appreciate you uh, uh, joining our show. But hold on, Fred. Oh, hold sure, on. Hold sure, on. Sure. Hold on. Hold on. I have to correct you. Uh oh. It oh. is not Cookville, Tennessee. What is it? It is Cookville. Oh. Yeah. I I learned that. Oh, Cookville. I learned that when I was in uh, when I was in lived in Northeast Tennessee, and I lived in what I thought was Blountville. <laughs> And I was pronouncing it Blountville for the longest time. And finally, the judge, because, you know, lawyer, I'm in court. The judge says, <laughs> can son, I just stop you right there? You son. keep you keep pronouncing it Blountville, and it's not. First off, it's it's not Ville, it's Vol. And Blount is not Blount, it's Blunt. So it's Bluntville. <laughs> gotcha. All right, I'm there. <laughs> I'm from California, and I just rolled into town. Am I going to win the case, Your Honor? <laughs> <laughs> All right, Cal, let's roll the most important Here we go. Here we go. Now it's time to play Case or No Case. Just four days before the Carlisle's March wedding, Texas Governor Greg Abbott banned gatherings of more than 10 people because of the COVID virus. It was to be held at a venue that the bride said she fell in love with, Remy's, hidden, uh, Remy's Ridge Hidden Falls in Spring Branch, Texas, with a beautiful waterfall Walter's wedding estates allowed them to uh, postpone their event at Remy's Ridge, but they said they had to pick a date before the end of August because, you know, they've got to keep yeah. a calendar going on. So they picked the date as far away as they could. But they wanted a full refund from the wedding venue who said, what part of your contract that says no refunds did you not understand? Couples break up all the time, and if we gave refunds, we would lose easily 40% of our business from broken weddings. But the Carlisles already paid Walter's wedding estates for 220 guests. They said a majority of their family was flying in from out of town. Even on the new date, they asked the venue for a partial refund for the guests that could not attend. The couple said they could, were told they could reallocate the money for other wedding enhancements. You know, like the chimp, ring-bearing chimp, you know, stuff like that. When it was all over, they opted for a smaller ceremony with their parents at home. But the no-refund fee rankled the Carlisles, so they wondered if they should start up their lives together with a lawsuit against Hidden Falls. And so I ask you, Mr. Cunin, what say you, case or no case? Well, nothing says I love you like litigation. <laughs> That's what I'm <laughs> so, saying. <laughs> uh, you know, I'm going to say that this uh, is a true scenario. I, I'm hesitant to say that this is a case because... It is so recent. I mean, the st if, if it is a case, the statute of limitations, well, if it's a true incident, the statute of limitations hasn't even run on it. So I could say no case and then in a week be wrong because they could file in a week on it, right? So um, I'm going to say that it's an actual scenario, uh, but nothing has been filed yet. So you're saying no case. So, so no case. Although my analysis of it would be the no refund policy, I don't know that that would be valid if the venue was incapable of performing pursuant to the contract. So it's not a matter of no refunds. It's a matter of technically breach of contract because they had it for a certain date. The venue could not provide the service for which they were paid. They don't get to just keep the money and the reasonable accommodation they would have provided. Well, now that didn't work for what they were paid for. So scenario, but no case yet. Mr. Penny, case or no case and outcome? The best part about this is Denise is not here. It's about catching up and passing Denise or leaving her in the dust further <laughs> 
And uh, what Todd said was exactly my thoughts. Every to the T, I was going to say what Todd said. And it is a scenario, but not a case. But if it was a case, the couple would win for two reasons. And I'm going to maybe say three. What Todd said is exactly they could not, the contract, they could not fulfill the contract. So therefore, it's a breach on both sides. Uh, the second thing is, there are gov- the governments, and I don't know which one, what in Texas, what they're doing. They are they are retroactively passing laws now that apply to COVID-19 issues that you can't sue, you can't take their money, you can't do this, you can't do that. So the odds of this couple winning, if it becomes a case, are extremely high. And uh, due to the fact that, um, uh, how do you even file a, a lawsuit when the courts are closed? The courts in California, I don't know what other states are doing, but other states are probably doing the same, are treating it like a holiday. In other words, in, in when you file a lawsuit, they treat holidays as a, a, say the statute runs on a holiday. It's the next day afterwards. If the statute runs on a Sunday, Cal, and you have to file it by Sunday, you you, you have till Monday. Sure. And so they're, they're, because of COVID, they're kicking statutes out that when you have to file. So the point is the courts are not going to put up with this. I don't think the uh, legislator or the government will put up with this. Scenario, not a case, and they would have won anyway. There you go. Interesting. Mm -hmm. I'd love listening to both of your logic as you unravel the intricacies of my case or no case scenario. It's just really, it's just, it's (laughs) fascinating to me to hear those of you who say it was not a case. That would be both. Oh, I'm so sorry. Take it. They filed in time. Todd, they got it filed. (laughs) Newman. Well, Texas court records reveal there had been at least 15 lawsuits filed over wedding contract disputes after COVID. KXAN-TV investigative reporters found three filed against Walter's Wedding Estates, this very venue, the company that operates Remy's Ridge, and a dozen other venues across the state. One alleges intentional infliction of emotional distress, deceptive trade practices, blah, blah, blah. Anyway... Another lawsuit claims fraud, arguing the company failed to disclose it would not perform on the wedding date because of the pandemic. The couple said it was not really about their money. They preferred to postpone the event again to a time when their loved ones could attend. Nobody knew when, so they decided to hold the simplified wedding at their home, 50% of capacity, and the venue tried to make reasonable substitutions, the judge said. And so guess what? Not only was there a case filed, but in this particular case, the venue one what? and that oh that's a travesty won, and that is my simplified version interpretation of what? case or no case the what? judge the judge said they tried to make reasonable accommodations after an act what? of god this what covid thing what can we do and, oh. and and plus the judge was you know the the groom's father-in-law no i'm just kidding oh my gosh <laughs> no it was not the groom's father that's true that he doesn't want right. doesn't want her to get okay married. the bride well you know that's what todd says <laughs> whenever there's a bad call at the baseball game he goes well you know the umpire's the pitcher's uncle you know so yeah, what can it, you do? Yeah. and they usually are yeah, I mean, given the venue oh. but uh, that's bizarre that is that is that's very odd bizarre and what are you going to do, you know? You know, we're going to talk about, uh, when we come back, some very, very interesting things. You know, we are politically neutral here. We love to be politically neutral. We'll argue both sides, and we are. But this is one I'm going to get on. I rarely do this, but I'm going to get on my high horse on this one that we're going to talk about. <laughs> so we'll be back. All advertising for legal services on Radio Law Talk 
is strictly for the state or states in which the advertiser is licensed. For more information, go to radiolawtalk.com. Hi, my name is Lily. My mom and dad used to fight about money all the time. Then one day, I heard them talking about this guy. Some uncle I never knew called Uncle Sam. Well, they say this Uncle Sam guy wanted them to pay him like a gazillion dollars. And they didn't have a gazillion dollars. So they called this company they heard on the radio called The Tax Doctor. And The Tax Doctor worked with Uncle Sam's people. I think they're called the IRS. And they're able to work it out so my mom and dad didn't have to pay Uncle Sam very much money at all. So now mom and dad are happy. And I'm happy too. Thanks, Tax Doctor. If you owe $10,000 or more to the IRS or state, call now and pay less. 800-263-2610. 800-263-2610. That's 800-263-2610. Not all law firms have extensive experience in all areas of the law. It's wise to look for firms that have knowledge and understanding in your particular area of concern. So go to ProLawFirms.com. They have listings of attorneys in key areas of practice, such as family law, estate planning, personal injury, bankruptcy, and so forth. When you're looking for a lawyer that has extensive experience in your particular area of need, go to ProLawFirms.com. That's ProLawFirms.com. ProLawFirms.com is not a law firm and does not endorse or recommend any specific law firm. Jason Ross back here with Fred Penny, managing attorney from Penny & Associates Injury Lawyers. Now, Fred, what type of cases are you dealing with now, and what sets you apart? No points for you. You're listening to RadioLawTalk.com. And now back to your host, Frederick Penny. So in our Constitution and in the United States, a great thing about the United States, as in, I always say, as imperfect as it is and as imperfect as the judicial system is, it's still the best one out there in the world. And uh, one thing that we have that's very important is that those who are criminally charged have the right to counsel. <clears throat> and they're innocent until proven guilty, whether they're popular or unpopular. And the situation is there's a lot of unpopular people out there that are going to jail for heinous crimes. And it is, I mean, we will never uh, step up and say this is not heinous, it's not bad. Uh, it, but the the repres someone has to represent these people. And I know Todd is a criminal defense lawyer, former prosecutor. I know a couple of very high-profile, well-known, uh, especially one, criminal defense lawyer, and he tells me all the time, he goes, yeah, I, he kind of hides because he goes, look, I, I, I represent rapists, murderers, and everything. Why would anybody like me, you know? And, exactly. But, but to me, as bizarre as it sounds, they're kind of the heroes. And they're kind of the heroes because they take the flack out there of representing the unpopular. Todd, go ahead. Well, then, yeah. what I'd say is that the, the right comes from the Sixth Amendment to the Constitution. It says that the accused shall be afforded the right to have counsel to assist them in their defense. And, and it, essentially, you can't have a criminal justice system without defense attorneys. They are part of the system. When you look at the rights, for example, when you look at the rights that exist in the Constitution, the right to be free from unreasonable searches and seizures, well, who's going to be the one that stands up to help try to enforce that right? It's not the prosecutor. 
And it's not the judge who has to remain impartial. It's always has always has to be the defense attorney that raises the issue. And so if you take defense attorneys out, you undermine the integrity of the entire system. But also, uh, my thinking on this, and I could be wrong, so I was going to kind of pick your brains on this, is it seems to me that without a defense attorney, you're not forcing the prosecutors to be honest in their cases. In other words, you could kind of have a slipshod set of evidence that, you know, this isn't really a good case. And, and some defense attorneys will admit that my defendant may be guilty, but I'm going to preserve his rights and force the prosecutors to come up with a valid case. Isn't that part of the system? That is very much a part of the system. It is, again, the prosecution is not going to stand up and, and say, well, you know, the officer, let, let's just look at this. An officer, let's say, violates the Fourth Amendment when they pull somebody over and and then they had this evidence that the person was DUI or that there was a pound of meth in the car or something like that. That's not to say that those the actions, the, the illegality of having meth or DUI are acceptable. However, if the officer violated the Fourth Amendment to pull them over, it's the sanction to that, the penalty for that is the officer faces no personal liability, which maybe needs to change. But what happens is the evidence that was secured as a result of the stop that violated the Fourth Amendment is now suppressed. Well, you're not going to have the prosecution jumping up and down saying, please suppress all of our evidence because the cop didn't do this right. And the judge isn't going to do that without argument from either sides because the judge is the one who listens and does what their name implies. They judge between the two arguments. They may not even be aware. Exactly. It has to be. And that's a good point because judges don't have the police report. They just have the complaint. It has to be the defense attorney that raises the issue so we can maintain our adversarial system and argues with the prosecution. And, and to vilify defense attorneys for engaging in the actions that are specified for in the Constitution is a real head-scratcher, especially when the people that are vilifying defense attorneys are the same ones that purport to support the Constitution. Well, I don't know. The Constitution provides for that function. Yeah, so what do we talk about? What's the whole thing we're talking about? Well, we've talked about Epstein. Everybody knows what happened. That's the rich guy that was allegedly... Okay, they're going to say, yes, he was a he was a convicted uh, uh Sex offender? He, he, he was, he was and, convicted. But, that was the big but, issue. That about, was the big issue. Yes. He was but accused. He was right, acu right. No, he was, he was accused now, and then he killed himself, supposedly committed suicide in uh, prison, and his representation the whole time, his main lawyer is Alan Dershowitz. Uh, Dershowitz is an attorney that is a, a well-known lawyer. He, ha he handles a lot of high-profile uh, criminals, and um, there has been some... Um, I'm going to say allegations or negative things said about him on a uh, TV show that I don't watch, but I did watch this actual uh, episode called The Good Fight. And tell us what The Good Fight is, Todd. Now, The Good You've Fight... You've seen it. I, I've, I've seen one or two episodes, but The Good Fight is technically a fictional... They, they The television station touts it as a fictional... A story, a fictional set of circumstances, but they base their stories on real-life characters and real-life incidents. And the difference is they actually name That's individuals right. that are in real life. So, so, so here's the here's the distinction. So you take a you take a show like Law and Order. 
And you'll see on the headlines for Law and Order for the the promos for an upcoming episode, it'll say ripped from today's headlines on the next episode of Law and Order. And you go, and sure, the story might be same, but they've changed the names, they've changed the scenario a little bit, and and so the the circumstance is close, but they've changed a bunch of kind of like case or no case. Yes, <laughs> yes, very similar. Yes, um, not nearly as popular as case or no case. Exactly. <laughs> The good fight does the opposite. The good fight does not say ripped from today's headlines. They just go ahead and take a scenario that actually occurred. They use the same names that actually happened in that scenario. And then they put their spin on it in a fictional right. way. And they use so some they fictional people. Yes. Yeah. And so they put their spin on it in a fictional way to tell a story that they feel is compelling. So like Forrest Gump or The Winds of War or something like that, where they have the actual scenario, but fictional characters intermingling somehow? Exactly. Something okay. like that. Okay. So what? let's set this up. So in an episode that occurred, uh, and by the way, Alan Dershowitz likes and is a fan of The Good Fight show and he watches it right and he enjoys it episode <laughs> and so there's an episode about the epstein case okay and as it goes through it shows this fictional character that is another lawyer and the 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 scenario is that this other lawyer gets fired by epstein and then this epstein goes and hires dersowitz okay alan dersowitz so this is a quote from the show. And this is the lawyer sitting there, and I can actually play it um, because I have it on my iPhone, and I watch this. And it says, quote, this is the fictional lawyer talking to someone. Probably about time he ditched me talking about Epstein. Uh, probably about time he ditched me for Dershowitz. At least I didn't get a massage like that shyster. And for the purpose of any potential lawsuit, shyster is my opinion, not a statement of fact. So, you know, here's the deal. There's a lot of, to, to those of you listening, you're like, oh, that, you know, that's just a statement. There's so many words in there that we're going to break down and talk about. It's interesting. First of all, the one instance, they call him a shyster. Now, and they don't just use a fictional character. They say his name, um, that he's a shyster. They're clearly referring to Dershowitz when they say he is a shyster. Well, yeah, he says, yes. he's a, he said, he said, Epstein ditched me for Dershowitz. Uh, at least I didn't get a massage. Now, let's talk about this. At least I didn't get a massage. Dershowitz did say on a TV program at one time when he was interviewed that he did, and again, he's a lawyer for Epstein. He did at one time get a massage at, at one of Epstein's homes. He said he had his underwear on and it was all above board. Okay, and so he admitted getting a massage. So that, but then they, the guy calls him a shyster. Now, a shyster in the definition is basically a dishonest lawyer or a dishonest person, you know? Yeah, I, I'm reading it right here. It says, quote, a person, especially a lawyer, who uses unscrupulous, fraudulent, or deceptive methods in business. So that's what they call Dershowitz. And then uh, the best part about it, and we're going to get Dershowitz, and we have Dershowitz's letter by his lawyers and their response back. But for the, uh, I lo- this is the part I love, that everyone thinks, well, it's okay now because I said, that's just my opinion. That's not the law. So he's like, well, uh, he's a shyster. That's my opinion, not a statement of fact. By the way, the law, everyone thinks, oh, yeah, Mr. Petty, I've heard people say, I'll just say it's my opinion. If your intent was not for it to be an opinion, 
But uh, and believe me, this is a two-hour discussion. But to say to some, re- you know, you in- insinuated that there's still an issue here that they're a shyster, even if you said that, and it, it goes to your intent. Let me tell you, the intent was not as an opinion. Uh, at least that's the way I see it, and that's the way Dershowitz lawyers are saying. Because not only that, you wouldn't have said that if you didn't mean it to be something more than you really thought it was not. Exactly. So. Exactly. We'll pick that up after. Yeah, let's pick it up afterwards. We're going to talk more about the good fight in Dershowitz's letter to them. Words mean things. We'll talk more about these words and what they mean coming up right here on Radio Law Talk. Stay tuned. services on Radio Law Talk is strictly for the state or states in which the advertiser is licensed. For more information, go to radiolawtalk.com. Hi, my name is Lily. My mom and dad used to fight about money all the time. Then one day, I heard them talking about this guy, some uncle I never knew, called Uncle Sam. Well, they say this Uncle Sam guy wanted them to pay him, like, a gazillion dollars. And they didn't have a gazillion dollars. So they called this company they heard on the radio called The Tax Doctor. And The Tax Doctor worked with Uncle Sam's people. I think they're called the IRS. And they're able to work it out so my mom and dad didn't have to pay Uncle Sam very much money at all. So now mom and dad are happy, and I'm happy too. Thanks, tax doctor. If you owe $10,000 or more to the IRS or state, call now and pay less. 800-263-2610. 800-263-2610. That's 800-263-2610. Dish, 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 dish TV is better than cable TV. Why? Because you can save 45% on packages compared to your high-priced cable bill. Wow. Take those giant scissors out and cut the cable and save with Dish TV. Plus, you get a free DVR upgrade to record your favorite shows and free installation. And with Dish Anywhere, you can watch TV for free on your mobile device. Act fast. You can save hundreds of dollars. Does your cable company do that for you? I don't think so. Get all the best TV programming at your fingertips at a fraction of the price of cable TV. So say adios, arrivederci, goodbye to the high cable bill, and save up to 45% on Dish TV packages today. These are limited time offers and can change at any time. Call fast, 800-814-5108, 800-814-5108, that's 800-814-5108. If you're trying to quit drinking or doing too many drugs, listen to me. You don't know me and we'll never meet. I had a problem like you once. I drank and used to party a little too much till it got out of control and almost ruined my life. I realized I needed help to fix my problem before it totally destroyed me. If you've tried to fix your drinking and drug problem and you know you can't do it alone, you need to call the National Treatment Advisors. They'll immerse you into a 30-day program to replace your old habits with new habits and totally change your life. And if you have PPO private health insurance, the entire program may be covered. Fix your problem right now before it gets any worse. Get clean. Call now and learn more. 800-296-1252. 800-296-1252. 
Warning, don't let your business get left behind in what is likely to be the biggest economic boom in recent history. If you need to build for your business to grow, call General Steel today for a pre-engineered steel building designed for your needs. No wasted space. Steel prices are expected to rise, but you can still lock in your price on a General Steel building. And you can still save as much as half the cost and time of conventional construction. As much as half. But you must call now. If you need a church building, office, warehouse, manufacturing space, retail space, or more. Call General Steel today. You can still get the General's 50-year structural warranty and General Steel quality, all at a price you can afford. So don't let rising steel prices put your project out of reach and stop you from making your company great. 800-617-9312. 800-617-9312. That's 800-617-9312. That's down. Are you serious? This is Radio Law Talk. So we're talking about Dershowitz and uh, this fight about this uh, show that uh, the good fight, what they uh, said about him on this, this quote fictional character did. But another note just on the side, Dershowitz, uh, as the attorney of Epstein, which is still to me... You know, interesting and how this could happen. But again, I I don't, I'm talking in generalities here, not specifically. But apparently uh, one of Epstein's alleged victims is suing Epstein's estate and and added Dershowitz also as his attorney to the lawsuit. And apparently Dershowitz is counter-suing this uh, individual, uh, Virginia Goofrey or Gowfrey or something. I don't know how to say it. Um, but, but I, you know, I wonder why the lawyer, you know, I, and maybe I'm just here trying to protect lawyers, but the lawyers need to, you know, someone's got to defend these people. You it, know? Exactly. And it's unclear the basis of her lawsuit against uh, Dershowitz, because if she was just suing him because he defended Dershowitz, I don't know if there's much of a lawsuit there. However, oftentimes attorneys in addition to defending them, will also do other things. O.J. Simpson, for example, whom Dershowitz defended uh, or was part of that legal yes. team. You know, F. Lee Bailey was was O.J. Simpson's attorney in the criminal case. And yet, right after the not guilty verdict came down, I mean, technically his work is done, but as the criminal lawyer, but he still had other things to do. He was on a plane to Florida to purchase a home in the name of O.J. Simpson rather quickly so that Simpson, because they figured a civil suit was coming, and in Florida, because of their Homestead Act, the the house, any house that was purchased would not be subject to uh, being liquidated to satisfy any damages. So an attorney can do things beyond just the criminal defense, and maybe that's the basis for the suit. I don't don't know. know. I don't know. I'm just Um, wondering. But, you know, we were talking about uh, the statement made by the character in The Good Fight that was supposed to be the saving statement to keep them from a lawsuit where he said, that's just my opinion, after referring to... Uh, after referring to Dershowitz as a shyster, said that's just my opinion for purposes of any future lawsuit and why that doesn't necessarily save him, uh, save Viacom. And it's for this reason. 
there's a distinction between labeling somebody a liar, a shyster, or, or and alternatively, simply referring to their conduct. I'll give you an example. As a defense attorney, it's really frowned upon, and I can't really say so-and-so is a liar. But what I can say is so-and-so lied while they're here in court. One is labeling them a liar. The other is a discussion of what their conduct was. Right. And so in this case here, if the individual making the statement that referred to Dershowitz as a shyster had altered his words and instead said, well, look, as alleged, he got a massage. He admits that he got a massage. And to me, that is shyster-like behavior. I would not engage in that. Now you're talking about the conduct and you're labeling the the conduct, not the person. And it's more in line with it being your opinion. That may have been something that would have helped in their defense. But however, nobody's been adjudicated on this matter. It's just Dershowitz saying, I didn't like they just no, they just let he sent a letter saying, I'm going to sue you unless you retract. He said, you got to retract it. You got to take it off the air, whatever. And, And he's got a list of things. And in fact, you're right, Cal, in his letter, Dershowitz says that it, quote, falsely suggests that Professor, this is from his uh, Dershowitz lawyer, falsely suggests that Professor Dershowitz engaged in sexual conduct, um, or at least in alleged... Oh, so alleged, it's the massage he's just as concerned about as anything else, the allegation that, of the massage. And okay. it suggests that the author, that is the show, intended or endorsed that uh, inference. You know, that their inferences are, are, are uh, discussing that. And they're saying it's defamation per se, um, which is an actionable without proof of damage to say if like an attorney's a shyster, that's what they're arguing. And and the fact is that he said or on the show this alleged uh, fictional character says it's his opinion. Dershowitz's lawyers are, are 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 flipping that on him and saying, guess what? That has the opposite effect. It is indicative that CBS knew the statements were defamatory. That's why they said, oh, this is just our opinion. They yeah. knew they were defamatory. That's what that's their argument. Well, they knew they could be. We know that. Yes. But but that's what there's. I'm saying Dershowitz's lawyers saying they knew it. But you're right. The argument is they. That's but, an allegation. But some questions. Yeah. Somebody saying pejorative about an attorney is shocking these days and is action worthy. I'm not. I'm not trying to be. Yeah. I'm just saying no, you I guys are lawyers. You've heard all the lawyer jokes and all the bad stuff. Eight five five law. Yeah. Radio. radio. How's this so call. harmful? I don't know. I'm, well, I'm, it, no. it, it, it. I think it goes back to an issue you raised about who polices the Fourth Amendment and things like that. And if you even let the little stuff go by, it's a slippery slope. And if you don't challenge people when they say something small and wait until they say something really huge and inflammatory that could really damage, uh, you know, at that point, maybe it's like trying to defuse the bomb that had already gone off. But one thing I think is interesting is attorneys communicate with each other on matters like this largely through writing. You know, they they don't pick up the phone and talk. They they send these letters back and forth. And sometimes the language in these letters... Get pretty rough. It can be rough. It can be salty. It can be insulting. It can be condescending. And and I'm not picking a side here. But guess what, though? I'm going to interrupt you there. But that's not on television. Those letters are not on TV. That's, that's right. That's the difference. But but here here's the thing. So the uh, the 
I'm not picking a side here in this one, but the response from the Viacom CBS attorney. I know. I was like, what? <laughs> she said, Jonathan Anshel is the attorney, and he responds to the uh, attorneys for Dershowitz saying, and I quote, in other words, as one might explain to a small child, <laughs> the series, its characters, and the things they say are all make-believe. People don't watch this series for factual information about Professor Dershowitz or anyone else to refer to. Essentially, child. essentially, there's, he's saying, your, your client is acting like a little kid, so if i got to talk to him like a little kid, this is all make-believe. Nobody takes this seriously. There's no real boogeyman. It's just a guy in makeup, okay? But if that's the case, don't use his real name then. I, exactly. I would argue back. And he, their argument is... Uh, the spokesman by it was a fictional character, and it, 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 this is uh, the the Viacom's lawyers. Uh, it was phrased as an opinion. As our as your own case authority holds, the law does not impose liability for expressions of opinion. And my argument next to theirs, yeah, dude, but what's your intent? That's my argument. What was your intent there? I don't care whether you say the word it's an opinion. What's your intent? Go back and read the law. But, you know, know, I'm uncomfortable with people putting a chill on TV writers' First Amendment rights because they don't like what they said. And I agree with that, too. You know, at the end of pretty much every film or TV show that you ever see, there's always this little disclaimer that pops up that says... Any similarity between the characters or scenarios in this production and those that occurred in real life are purely coincidental. coincidental. And I don't see how they can make that claim here when they're using the names and taking the scenarios right out of that. I mean, it always reminds me, I I could just see some guy sitting back there, you know, he picks up the phone after watching maybe some salty movie or scantily clad movie in the middle of the night, calls his buddy, hey, Bubba, yeah, you remember that time you told me you were abducted by aliens and dropped off in the middle of that tribe in South America and forced to impregnate the entire population. Yeah, you need to get over here. You may have a case. (laughs) (laughs) I like your scenario, Todd. Yeah, well, hey. Thank you. you. Hey, Bubba. (laughs) Denise would have stopped you at the hey, Bubba. She she would have stopped me right at the word impregnation. um, (laughs) Or tribe. But, yeah, there's a a reason that exists because they think that that's going to get them out of of liability Uh if it's too similar. And now you've got a TV show that they're saying is absolutely similar. Because that's where they got this scenario. Yeah, that's the, so. Anyway, we're gonna move on. We're gonna follow this and see what happens. But my whole point is, ladies and gentlemen, you know, there's two sides of the story on that mm-hmm. one. My whole point is, please, seriously, as lawyers, and I know nobody cares about us, but those people who have to defend the 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 the, the people that are the unpopular ones, someone has to do it. Imagine this, the trial of Lee Harvey Oswald. Who's the defense attorney? How popular would he have been? Yes. Think about that. No, you're exactly right. We're going to be back, second hour. Remember, join us at www.radiolawtalk.com and click on live. Listen if your radio station only carries one hour. I'm Fred Penny, your host, with Cal Hunter and with Todd Cuden. More live coverage of Radio Law Talk will continue in just a minute. Don't go away. Listening to RadioLawTalk.com, a copyrighted presentation of Radio Law Talk Incorporated. 
new power corrupts and ultimate power corrupts ultimately and absolute power corrupts absolutely that's why they built in checks and balances to prevent any one group from seizing all power and that's why our president is elected by a college of electors to protect the rights of little states like delaware and wyoming against giants like new york and california after all our country is a republic the united states of america not the united state our states are independent sovereign powers who create the federal government, not the other way around. And that's why all power ultimately lies in we the people and the states, not a central dictatorship of cronies. Did you know that? Thank God for the U.S. Constitution. Find out more how our amazing Constitution and Bill of Rights protect us, the citizens, against power craves politicians in Washington. Help us take back America. Go to OurAmericanRights.com. Brought to you by the American Media Council. 